Welcome to this podcast for Matins for the fourth Sunday of Easter. I want to thank James Oldfield for the choral contributions and Hugh Bruce Watt, solicitor of the affairs of the Duchy of Lancaster, who recorded the lessons at his home in Edinburgh. Thank you, Tim Hamilton, for editing this podcast. I'm Thomas Woodhouse. Chaplain of the Queen's Chapel of the Savoy. Welcome. Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Dearly beloved brethren, the scripture moveth us in sundry places to acknowledge and confess our manifold sins and wickedness, and that we should not dissemble nor cloak them before the face of Almighty God our Heavenly Father, but confess them with an humble, lowly, penitent and obedient heart, to the end that we may obtain forgiveness of the same, by his infinite goodness and mercy. And although we ought at all times humbly to acknowledge our sins before God, yet ought we most chiefly so to do, when we assemble and meet together to render thanks for the great benefits that we have received at his hands, to set forth his most worthy praise, to hear his most holy word, and to ask those things which are requisite and necessary, as well for the body as the soul. Wherefore, I pray and beseech you, as many as are here present, to accompany me with a pure heart and humble voice unto the throne of the heavenly grace, saying after me, Almighty and most merciful Father, We have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have done those things which we ought not to have done. We have done those things which we ought not to have done. And there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou them, O God, which confess their faults. Restore thou them that are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus, you our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life. To the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who desireth not the death of a sinner, but rather that he may turn from his wickedness and live, and hath given power and commandment to his ministers to declare and pronounce to his people being penitent the absolution and remission of their sins. He pardoneth and absolveth all them that truly repent and unfeignedly believe his holy gospel. Wherefore let us beseech him to grant us true repentance and his Holy Spirit, that those things may please him which we do at this present, and that the rest of our life hereafter may be pure and holy, so that at the last we may come to his eternal joy, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, 
and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive them that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips, and our mouth shall show forth thy praise. O God, make speed to save us, O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with songs. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker, for he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. As in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. 
They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. Awe came upon everyone because many wonders and signs were being done by the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as any had need. Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. And day by day, the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. Here ends the first reading. The Lord is my shepherd, therefore can I lack nothing. He shall feed me in a green pasture and lead me forth beside the waters of comfort. He shall convert my soul, and bring me forth in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no from the Gospel according to John. Very truly, I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate but climbs in by another way is a thief and a bandit. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger, but they will run from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this figure of speech with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So again, Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and bandits, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved, 
and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Here ends the second reading. Be joyful in the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness, and come before his presence with a song. Be sure that the Lord is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. All go your way into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and speak good of his name. For the Lord is gracious, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth from generation to generation. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you, and with thy spirit. Let us pray. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive them that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us, and grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the Queen, and mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. Endue thy ministers with righteousness, and make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people, and bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. 
And because there is none other that fighteth for us, but only thou, O God. O God, make clean our hearts within us, and take not thy Holy Spirit from us. The collect for the fourth Sunday after Easter, the collect for peace, and the collect for grace. Almighty God, whose Son Jesus Christ is the resurrection and the life, raise us who trust in him from the death of sin to the life of righteousness, that we may seek those things which are above, where he reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God now and for ever. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom. Defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defence, may not fear the power of any adversary. Uh, through the might of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that in all our doings they may be ordered by thy governance to do always uh, what is right in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Prayer for the Queen's Majesty. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, the High and Mighty King of Kings, Lord of Lords, the only ruler of princes, who dost from thy throne behold all the dwellers upon earth, most heartily we beseech thee with thy favour to behold our most gracious Sovereign Lady, Queen Elizabeth. And so replenish her with the grace of thy Holy Spirit, that she may always incline to thy will and walk in thy way. Endue her plenteously with heavenly gifts, grant her in health and wealth long to live. Strengthen her that she may vanquish and overcome all her enemies. And finally, after this life, she may attain everlasting joy and felicity through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us pray for those in leadership. Give us new hearts and renew thy Holy Spirit within, O Lord, that both the rulers of our land may faithfully minister justice, punish sin, defend and maintain the preaching of thy word and that all ministers may diligently teach thy dearly beloved flock, purchased by the blood of thine own, and only dear Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, and that all people may obediently learn and follow thy law to the glory of thy holy name, for Christ's sake, our only Lord and Saviour. Amen. Let us pray for hospital staff 
and medical researchers. Gracious God, give skill, sympathy and resilience to all who are caring for the sick and your wisdom to those searching for a cure. Strengthen them with your spirit that through their work many will be restored to health through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And during this continuing crisis, this time of anxiety, let us pray for the Christian community as it witnesses both to the resurrection and to the hope of resurrection. We are not a people of fear, we are a people of courage. We are not a people who protect our own safety. We are a people who protect our neighbour's safety. We are not people of greed. We are people of generosity. We are your people, God. Giving and loving. Wherever we are. Whatever it costs. For as long as it takes. Wherever you call us. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be upon us and remain with us always. Amen. May I now speak in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The parable which Jesus tells at the beginning of this morning's reading from St. John's Gospel is in answer to the questions that had been posed by the religious leaders earlier and which are recorded in the ninth chapter of the Gospel. Jesus had given sight to a man born blind and the Pharisees had questioned who Jesus was from where he had come and whose authority did he carry was Jesus from God was he a prophet was he in fact Messiah in response Jesus says that he is the good shepherd Good shepherds remain with their flock. They live at close quarters. They have deep and enduring commitment to care. Jesus, addressing his remarks to those in positions of leadership, the Pharisees, turns to the people and tells them that these people, these leaders, are remote from their needs. They submit to foreign overlords because they do well from the arrangement. And that it is he, Jesus, who is the good shepherd, the good shepherd, the leader who knows his sheep, the son who knows the father. He is ready to confront corrupt authority on behalf of his flock. Leadership comes from the heart, 
And when people hear a voice that they trust, they will follow. For those of us who are naturally cautious, taking a considered view is a natural thing to do. Christian leadership is founded on the love of God, and it is by the actions and deeds of those to whom we entrust leadership that we are liberated. So how will we tell God's appointed king when he comes? How will we know God's leader? We will recognise his voice, but we will have to respond carefully. We will need to take a view. We will need to be courageous. It is in our relationship with Jesus that we are freed to reach our full potential. Our relationship with God is nothing to do with our faith in Christ the Messiah, but everything to do with the faith of Christ the Messiah. Jesus was excluded and persecuted for his unwillingness to be intimidated into following any other pathway through life than that of living faithfully to his calling. This is why he associates his ministry with that of the shepherds who were themselves excluded from society but who remain faithful to their flocks. When our first child was born and brought home for the first time, with all the ceremony that surrounds such a moment, she was placed in her crib in the sitting room. My wife then left us alone for a moment, just long enough for Charlotte to start crying. I looked down at her, she screamed back, I looked, she screamed, and eventually Kate called from another room and told me to pick her up because she needed feeding. How Kate knew what Charlotte needed was in that moment beyond my comprehension. In the end, I did learn what the different cries meant but it took time. The faithfulness of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the chosen of God, to the purposes of God, means that our cries are heard and our needs understood. The emphasis our Lord Jesus Christ's faithfulness to God's plan as a resource of our acceptance by God, rather, than on the ups and downs of our faltering faith, is liberating. It is not down to us. Instead, we live through the faithfulness of Jesus. And we respond as the Christian community has always responded, by holding to heart the elements that characterise the early church and which characterise the Christian community today by devoting ourselves to teaching and fellowship, 
to breaking bread and praying. The balance persists to be fed on word and sacrament and to feed a hungry word, hungry world with a living bread of prayer and praise and action. May the peace of God which passeth all understanding keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son Jesus Christ our Lord and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Ghost be amongst you and remain with you always. Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Alleluia.